This is Live Well Talk on Medicine, Color, Culture, and Equity. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at United Point Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Today's podcast is a first installment of a, a mini-series highlighting our team members' diversity, backgrounds, uh, as well as uh, cultural and, quite frankly, color, and how that fits into the healthcare team. Uh, with uh, Martin Luther King Day coming up and Black History Month uh, next month in February, uh, we're going to focus on uh, essentially being Black in medicine, what it means, uh, the struggles, the role models, uh, the challenges, the successes, uh, and the historical aspect of that. And my guest today is Marcus Cooper, who's a member of the Diversity uh, Inclusion Committee, as well as a certified surgical technologist at St. Luke's. Welcome, Marcus. Uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming. First of all, tell tell me, How'd you get into surgical technology? <laughs> well, it's actually, it's a long story, so I try to keep it short. I actually didn't, never thought about being in medicine, never thought about doing what I do. I actually got into it by a freak accident. I tore my Achilles and I lost my job and I laid in bed with a blue cast on and I asked the question, what am I going to do now? You know, what am I going to do with my life? Um, I've worked pretty much labor jobs, pretty much dead-end jobs, uh, since I was 18. Um, married, two kids, house, car notes, you know. And as I laid there and I said that, my wife looked at me. She said, why don't you go back to, go back to school? And I told her, I said, I'm dumb. I was like, don't you see what I did in school? <laughs> I, was, you know, I, did, I, did, I barely graduated high school, went to college because everybody said, go to college. Didn't know what for. Dropped out and just worked. And she said, what interests you? In your time of living between then and now, what has interest you? And I sat back and I thought about it. And I said, watch my kids, boy. I got to see the C-section. I mean, I literally walked down at the end. What's that? <laughs> What's that? And, you know, cracking jokes with the doctors and things. She said, the people in blue, you can go to school for that, and that's about a year. I was like, okay. You know, I sat down, muttered it over. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Went to school, and with the desire that I had to, you know, do something myself, got on the dean's list, got on the president's list, got scholarships, and got into the surgical tech uh, program, graduated in uh, 2014, and then I worked at Iowa Ortho right after that in Des Moines. And been doing that ever since. So that then you just kind of stayed with the orthopedic spinal. Just stayed with it. Yeah. Stayed with it. Yep. Well, I, I tell young people all the time that, you know, they, it, you know, if you don't want to go to medical school, it's it's a long road, but it's it's a it's worthwhile. I said, look at surgical technologists, MRI technician, mm-hmm. ultrasound. I mean, pays decent, and it's really exciting. Yeah. 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 But and, and a lot of it is I didn't know. You know, I wasn't exposed to it. My right. mother wanted me to get into something, wanted me to be a sports, um, a physical therapist. You know, being young, you kind of, whatever, I want to play football. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I want to do this, I want to do that. But as you get older, you know, you don't think about there's more besides the four-year programs. Right. You know, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you could, we could do another podcast on mm-hmm. the junior college and, and trade schools and, mm-hmm. and how you... You, you need those. I mean, you know, when you you want a mechanic and a plumber in your family mm-hmm. before you want a doctor. 
right? That's I mean, right. you know, the so that's just that's just that there. Now, I, I want this. I want this. Uh, this this series on diversity uh, in medicine, being black in medicine, mm-hmm. particularly coming up with Martin Luther King Day, as well as uh, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I really want to have some conversations that just quite frankly will be uncomfortable for some people, but it's not intended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I, as we were discussing this, putting the series together, that whether you believe it's racism or systemic racism or not the facts are that black people have a higher incidence of cancer yes black people are more likely to uh die during childbirth yes. i mean those are facts those facts you can't you can't, you can't deny that mm-hmm. and to you still need to you need to be aware of those facts and adjust appropriately and make some strive to 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 equal that out. right right so tell, tell me about some of the challenges that you faced uh in your journey um well it's been interesting um i've honestly been blessed in that um, being in the medical field, I've navigated, you, you learn to navigate being black. It's just the truth. You know how to talk, you know, you know, not to get an attitude because you become the angry black man or angry black woman. Um, you might seem ghetto or things like that. So I've been very, you know, cautious of how I deal with people. And luckily, by my natural nature, I get along with people. But I've also came across um, situations that um, ruffled my feathers, and people tend to try to speak to you in a certain way, whether you knew or being black. But you get a sense of, okay, I don't belong. You know, these are my people, these are not yours. Or um, I might speak in my, was it a, a, a black American vernacular uh, and been mocked for it. And so you you learn as being a black man or woman to hold it in. Unfortunately, comes part of stress, right? The die of stress. But you, you can tend to hold it in and just keep moving. And I let my work speak for me. And so uh, besides that, um, oh, I have one story where uh, <laughs> A guy in Des Moines, he broke his collarbone and he did not want black people in his surgery or touching him. The physician I was working with, he was Puerto Rican, but he was very fair skinned. So he, the guy didn't know. But he spoke to him and he told the guy, I have a black man in my room. I trust him. Now, if you don't like that, you can leave. And from that day, that place, I ortho put in that policy. That if you have any racial biases, you can't come here. Yeah, yeah. And so those, those. Luckily, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate, but things do happen. I think that's a great perspective that you give, and I think really people can. I mean, I can sit here and think of times where I've been in a group that I did, I felt uncomfortable. I measured everything I said. Mm-hmm. I measured how I stood, where I stood, uh, how I reacted to conversation, and, and you know whether or not. We can all think of those situations. Mm-hmm. You're, you're given the perspective that get in a position where you can feel like that every day. Every day. Well, and a lot of times I'm the only one in the room or on the floor in the classroom, wherever I am. It's not that many of us in Iowa. In Iowa. Um, and so you will likely be one out of the 10 in the room. And now there's two, then it, it becomes tribal because we're relying on each other like you got my back 
I got yours. Right. Um, and so you will see that in medical, you know, places and or just everyday life. You know, people ask questions like, why are those two always together? I've heard that. You know, why why are they always hanging together? Well, we're the only ones here. You know, I get along with everybody, but there's a difference. You know, whether it, it, it sounds bad, but we like our own tribe. That's mm-hmm. who we identify with. We, you know, culture, I say, is behavior and beliefs. Mm-hmm. What do you believe? How do you behave? Right. And so you you you're you gravitate towards people that you believe that believe the same and behave the same. Exactly. Now the thing is, whether we like to well, whether we realize it or not, I shouldn't say we like it or not, mm-hmm. is we kind of share a lot of the same beliefs and values. We do. You know, mm-hmm. more than we share more than we don't share. That's for sure. That is true. That that is an interesting perspective because you're right. I mean, uh black population in Cedar Rapids is less than 10%. And nationally it's 12. If so that's 12, maybe 13. Yeah. So, and, and it's grown in the, the recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can remember going to high school, Darwin Webb, when he was a good friend of mine, still keep in contact with him. You know, he, he was the only black person I ever knew. So I went to college. So, so it has grown from that, that standpoint, which is a good thing. Did you have a, a role model or a mentor along the way that you could share a story about? Um, I've had a lot of, I'm, I was blessed. I grew up with my father at home. He was uh, he was a good man. He did the best that he could, and he only but he only had a high school um, diploma. My mother went on; she got a degree in being a respiratory therapist. And so, you know, as I grew up, I had different big brothers in life that kind of taught me how to be a good person. Um, but as far as like aiming for like a degree, aiming for some type of career, I didn't I didn't have that. You know, I just had be a good man. Treat your family right. Treat yeah, people right. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm kind of the the uh, in my eyes the forerunner, and I'm trying to instill that in my in my boys. Um, luckily, one wants to be a doctor, the other one wants to be an engineer, and so you know, kind of and putting them what I've learned and this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, but no, I'm kind of kind of on my own. I had I that's I had I had. Similar in the fact I had a lot of big brothers along the way, mm-hmm. a lot of people and some big sisters, mm-hmm. a lot of people that just brought up the best in me, mm-hmm. and so just being around them was a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I just amplified over the years, and and very grateful for those mentors along the way. Yeah, you you need to instill that wisdom in your uh, boys now because once they get older, they'll think you're you don't know what you're talking about. So oh, and then because and that's where mine are. This time. It starts now. I know you only 12 years old. <laughs> you don't know nothing. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And you, you had a nice article about your decision to take it and some of the historical aspects of that yes. uh, with uh, black black population. You know, they came out and said, oh, well, we're going to we need to give it to the uh, minorities and people of color first. Mm-hmm. That's that hasn't been done in the best Motivation historically has it. No, it has not. History and facts. You can't change these things. When it comes to preserving the population, they always went with the poor or black or brown people. That's what history says. Because they know either um, when we were, were, were enslaved, um, we didn't have no choice. Right. You did what you were supposed to do or what your owner told you to do. And a lot of those owners, uh, through history, were physicians. 
they 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 kind of and he had to do patchwork and things of that nature for your channel is what we would call and so you have that going through so to preserve the the, the majority which is white folks um they practice on us to make to get the technique right it's been without anesthesia it has been being held down by three or more people even incorporating incorporating other slaves to hold you down and so you have to that history is with us and we're, we're taught this once we are able to read and understand and so my 38 years on this earth and the history that i know that you can't change that didn't sound right there is a significant a significant history of medicine of it being very eurocentric or mm -hmm. you know coming out a lot of our medical discoveries were, were out of Europe, particularly Germany, mm -hmm. uh, prior to the World War One, and um, that doesn't necessarily. A lot of it applies to everyone else, but sometimes the, you have to think about it a little bit differently uh, when you have different cultures that you're encountering, mm -hmm. uh, and you have to. So if you're a physician and you don't, and you walk into that exam room, and you're not saying to yourself, "Okay, I, I need to build some trust with this patient of mine," because Historically, they may have some doubts whether or not I have their best interest. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's big. And seeing this, since there's about 13% of us in the US, is maybe 3% black doctors, maybe. And so, and we, we saw, I talked about this a little bit the other day. When you come into a, in, into an operating room or, or in, in room, if you see somebody who looks like you, there's a sense of comfort. Yeah, it's like absolutely. He knows who I am. Yeah, and there's there's an unwritten rule, <laughs> unwritten trust. Like, okay, we got each other. And so, for a white physician or maybe even Asian, uh, we have a lot of Indian doctors and things of that nature. Asian, uh, Chinese doctor. You know, you have to build that rapport. You have to build that. I really do want to know how to help you. Right. You know, exactly. And that takes, you know, multiple visits, you know, over time. You don't have to have a beer or, you know, go get a burger together. But it's just setting the tone. Like with, with any situation, with any date, any first date. Yeah. You no, gotta, I mean, you got to set the tone. Trust is hard to build. Mm -hmm. Easy to break. And it's easy to lose. Easy. You know, and you, you once you draw on that trust account and you lose it, it's hard to get it back. Mm -hmm. And so, so, but if you don't, if you're not cognizant of whether it's a person of color, whether it's someone with a disability, whether it's somebody that might be the transgender, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you still have to be cognizant of that and adjust how you are approaching to deliver healthcare to them. So you have part of your patients that might have, that have some mistrust with healthcare, mm -hmm. but then you have the flip side of that. Mm -hmm. So, so it is difficult, you know, and, and as much as people are different, they're also the same. That's right. You know, and, That's and, right. and we have to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Marcus, why, why do you think, why do you think there's not more uh, people of color, specifically black people, in medicine? Well, I think the bar, it, 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 there's various reasons. You have, unfortunately, if you have a person that graduated cum de la, you know, done everything right, but their name is funny. They have a Deshaun or, you know, Takara or whatever. 
those names, unfortunately, based on stereotypes, based on whatever you see on TV or whatever, it throws people. So though he has the skills, he has what he needs, he's gone through the, the training, you know, but he might be a thug. He might, you know, you know, there's something about him that's not right. But, you know, Terry, that, you know, he, he does just as well. Same training, but he'll will get the job based on his name, maybe because he has some ties on the inside, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, or just he fits the idea of the company. Over, Perpe over perpetuates the, the system that you have. He has the crew cut. He wears polo. You know, he fits it. But, you know, Deshaun, he might, you know, he comes with his suit on, but he just, he got a high top fade. Or he wears an afro. Or uh, Nicole, she graduates. She's fine, but she likes to wear her hair natural. She doesn't wear a perm. You know, th those those things, which means seem small, are big because we know we have to look a certain way. We have to be this way. Somebody can come with a what a five a.m. We can't really do that because oh, he's lazy. I'm not lazy. I just didn't feel like it. You know, but that 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 stems into you know the idea that black people are lazy or things like that, which was a actual science by. Got his name right here, actually. Dr. Samuel Adolphus Cartwright. He came up with that theory, which was eventually debunked, but yeah, a lot of people used it and they took away slaves' food. They he said it could be cured by beatings. You know, uh slaves that they didn't want to work or want to escape for their freedom. No, they just mad. You know, we beat it out of them, it'll be fine. So those stereotypes, as weird as it is, it travels the more things change the more it stays the same it, it, it's interesting that I, sometimes i have some discomfort with particularly this during this election when people say follow the science mm -hmm. it's the science mm -hmm. well yes there is science but i don't like how that this is just because someone's white code says it you shouldn't question it. right right you know and and really this doesn't apply it so much to race or anything like that it's just it, it just some bad things have happened because of science because bad people use science to justify what they were doing. Exactly. And so, so I just, I, I don't like that follow the science or, or it, it just, the science is settled. No, it's never settled. It's you never know, settled. It's, and it can't, it, 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 you know, I'll, in full disclosure, the other day, I can't even remember the name. I saw a name on a patient and I just assumed they were African-American. Mm -hmm. You know, it, they weren't. And I was <laughs> like, wow, you know, what, how, how, uh, it it, it kind of made me laugh in a way. Like, why why did you think that anyway? Who but, cares? But you you you're trained. It, no, no, it, you're absolutely right. I, it, it is what it is. You're trained. Uh, I assume you grew up in Iowa. Your whole life. Yeah, this is serious. So so you're trained in seeing Tim most likely is white. Todd most likely is white. Marcus, yeah, maybe. Tisha, oh, she's black. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. It, you're trained that way. So. When you have a black doctor trying to apply for something or try to get into a specific specialty, he can't get that because he doesn't fit or she doesn't fit that. And, you know, there's a lot of people who don't want to fall into the same old, I have to be this, I have to look this way, I have to talk this way. It's not who I am. I want to be who I am freely. 
And so you have physicians that can't do that because of their sadly name, their look. Um, uh, they can't get into the medical school, um, unfortunately. Uh, my wife, she teaches at the University of Iowa. And she's over the, um, she's a professor of nursing. She's very into recruiting, trying to recruit people of color. She only gets maybe one in the student nursing. They don't reach out to get people who wants to be, who want to be nurses, want to be doctors, PAs. It's hard to get in there. Yeah. They, they have this curricula where people who may not learn the same way, but have good grades, but they come from a certain population. Well, and, and then I, I think it was, might have been Thomas Sowell. I was watching one of his interviews once, and he said sometimes then then people intervene and make things worse because okay, you, you have a black student that has good grades, smart, but then they 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 said, well, we're good. we're Harvard, we're going to bring up to Harvard, mm -hmm. you know, and that's you're now you're throwing them in. Let's say he's in the seventy fifth percent. Now you just throw them in with people that are in the one percent, right? Right. That are really super smart. And then they struggle. Mm -hmm. Where if they would go to just a decent state school, University of Michigan or something, right. they would just flourish. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the best intentions make things worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times, in some cases, I can't say a lot of times, some cases, it's a setup. Because America, at times, in my opinion, don't want to see us flourish. Because if you motivate a group of people that you actually need something, then you can't really control the herd, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so it, it's sad. So people become flat, you know what I'm saying? Deflated. Apathetic. They just don't want to participate. They don't want, they don't want to. It's like disenfranchised. Why should I? Yeah. If, if this is the headache I got to deal with, you know, I'm like, you don't, people don't understand the kind of people that you have. You have doctors, you have pharmacists, you have all these people in the hood that can be some natural leaders. All they need is an opportunity, but they don't get it because of something stupid. And then if you're stuck in a certain situation, then you feel like this is my situation. Yeah. And so it's, it's and then you hear, why can't you pull yourself up by the bootstraps? Well, first and foremost, I don't have the boots. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I had boots, maybe, but if I got boots, I don't have the straps. You made the boots for, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's great insight. You know, Marcus, I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing the stories. And I, I look forward to having you back and continue this conversation. And uh, um, Because I, I think there's a lot we can learn from each other. Yes. And I think when it's all said done, we'll find that we have a lot more in common than we have different. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, again, this is Marcus Cooper, Certified Surgical Technologist at St. Luke's. Be sure to join us next month for the second installment of our mini-series. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.